0: The following podcast has been rated M for Mexican, and it is live for your audio pleasure. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters with your host, with the most Mexi Pants, coming to you live from the city that never sleeps. The most electrifying city in the country and possibly the world, Columbus, Ohio. We are live, first Thursday of the month of October. First and foremost, let me uh, wish everybody who's running the Chicago Marathon this Sunday, October 7th, a uh, very heartfelt good luck. It is in my top three marathons. Holds a special spot in my heart. It is It was my first ever finish and also the place where I completed all six majors to uh, to achieve the six-star medal last year Um, good luck to coach super who is pacing the race Uh, hope you uh, run super as always Uh, speaking of which let's start off with that if you haven't signed up yet it is the first of the first Thursday of the month I have, have officially been told they have new classes starting today All the way through next week. Barre, kickboxing, yoga, running, obviously. Everything. Anything you possibly want at Super Studios 253. Join now. Sign up for classes. It's a fun time. I would know. Coach Super is the best. Give them a call. 253-272-0700. Use promo code Mexi to save... On your classes, Super Studios Two Hundred and Fifty Three, official sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Now, as we mentioned before, September was a great month. Let's try and make October even better. We have an interesting topic today. We're going to talk about empathy, specifically because recent events and Happenings around Mexi's life have led to people saying that I have a big lack of empathy. Well, that may be, that very well may be true, but it depends on the scenario. If I were to explain myself, if I don't know who the fuck you are, my empathy level does not rise. If I know you personally and something tragic has happened, I will offer my condolences, yes. Especially if I know you and something tragic happened. If something tragic occurs, but it is a direct result of you being a moron. There, my empathy level is negative 100. There was no, no, I would not feel any sort of empathy for you. Case in point, well, let's use a personal example because of see, we'll What is going on here? Why? So, somebody close to me has had a rash on their body for the last two months. We didn't know what it was, but it turns out it may be something called Peturious Rosia, some bullshit rash that apparently goes away after eight, day, eight weeks. So the main problem is, in most cases, it itches. So you want to make sure you don't scratch them and you fight off the itchiness. It is not contagious, for those who are wondering. So it lasted a month. Now it's gone on on two months, and the person keeps putting every single lotion on the man on their body: cortisone, cinnamon rub, uh, Benadryl, tea tree. I mean, you name it. The person doesn't trust doctors, so and she basically stopped going to her last primary care physician. And I'm supposed to feel. Empathy towards This person because I know him But The thing is and I've mentioned this To them multiple times If this was me I would have gone to my PCP already I would have gotten a referral to a dermatologist I would have asked these motherfuckers What the fuck this is The worst part is A registered nurse gave him Steroid Pills to take high dose, they would get rid of this, supposedly. Oh, we haven't taken them. No, no, no. no. Because I don't do well with pills. Great. Well, guess what? You're still itching, and you still have the rash, and it's over two months. So, again, I can't be too empathetic, because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I would have taken care of this ages ago. That's the first part. And it applies to other situations as well. I mean, oh, no, not just, well, not everybody has health insurance, not everybody can just miss time off work and go to their doctor. Okay, well, okay, I get that. Let me give you another example. Our two current negotiators at work are going through some hard times. The one had their transmission blown on the way back from their second job at three in the fucking morning. They drive a 2014 Nissan Altima that they bought recently, you know, within the last year. Okay, well, here's the first problem. Why are you buying a 2014 Nissan Altima and you're financing it for over $10,000? That's too much for a 2014 Nissan Altima. Especially if it has miles on it. If you're going to finance a car, you might as well finance a newer car. Because you never know with these old cars. I mean, Samantha is a 2014 car. But I bought Samantha in 2014. She had 40,000 miles. She's been upkept to the fullest. Now... On her way back from the other job, mind you, she dances in a cage at Honohuchi. Yeah. Wow. But anyways. So, you got a 2014 Nissan Altima. You buy it, I don't know from where. You don't get a warranty on it, obviously. Uh, it's an older car, so they might not even give you a warranty for more than 30 days. You don't have gap insurance. You have minimum insurance. And then all the way back, the transmission blows. Well, yeah. You have a warranty on it. Great. So you can't use that. Your your car insurance may not cover this because it's a mechanical failure. So, yeah, you're out whatever it's going to cost to replace your transmission. Two, three, four thousand dollars 4000 You might as well put that as a double payment on a new car. If you have the money Obviously she doesn't have the money And all week She's been grouchy at work Oh because my transmission is blown Your car Has reached 80,000 miles Have you guys ever considered Switching the transmission fluid Oh no Oh Well you're supposed to do that every 60,000 miles So at 60,000 miles You should have done that You didn't do it? No Well, I'm not saying that might be why But transmissions can blow If you don't do that Especially on older cars So I am sorry, but I do not feel empathetic For you We all have shit we deal with Come to work, do your fucking job And stop asking stupid shit I mean I can't be empathetic towards you I mean, I'm a little more pathetic here because, yeah, this kind of sucked more than somebody who doesn't pay attention to the rash and doesn't want to fix it. But you should have switched the transmission fluid. Had you done so and this still happened, okay, you have my full empathy. But if you're not upkeeping your car, no, I'm sorry. Can't. The other negotiator is basically... Um at home working from home she's basically he's basically the new Dreamer, because I don't know if anybody remembers but Dreema was the former negotiator who used to work from home and did stupid shit. So the other negotiator who is fucking around with the female negotiator, so they're fucking and he's basically setting the cases Without making any notes or talking to the client, for all I know, doing something shady with the checks, great, whatever. Oh, but he lives on campus with a roommate. Roommate's an idiot. Leaves his window open, and guess what? He gets robbed. Of course, he has better shit than the roommate, so roommate doesn't really care. He, all his shit was stolen. Oh here's the kicker. He has no renter's insurance. And here's why I don't feel empathy in any of these scenarios with with these negotiators. You guys used to work for insurance companies. You know that renter's insurance is a a must-have, especially if you live on campus. You know that working with cars, car insurances don't cover transmissions. You know to upkeep your car. Yet you don't do either or, and this is why you're in this scenario. This would be like me going to a dentist with no teeth, or why this is why I get mad at my dad, who's a food scientist expert, yet he has type two diabetes. He knows what's in every food. He knows he should eat healthy. He chooses not to. Doesn't even drink water. That's the issue. And also, even more so with the negotiator the got robbed. We got robbed back in 2008, 2009. I can't remember when, when. Me and my brother Enrique were living on campus right off of 8th Avenue. Uh, close to high. And we were living with Kyle and Luis. So it was a four-bedroom apartment. Bedrooms were lined up like in a square. So on one side you had my room and Kyle's linked by a common bathroom. On the other side of the hallway you had my brother's Enrique's. And Luis's was up front in the corner facing the, the alley. Well, we got home from the bar. We're still drinking out in the living room till five in the morning. Guess what? When we go to bed, Luis got robbed. Why? Because this moron he didn't leave the he didn't leave the window open, but he left the blinds open. So they and his desk was lined up right with the window. So if you leave the blind open, you can see all the way into his room on his desk from the alley through the window. Oh, and what does this moron leave on his desk? His laptop, his wallet, his passport. Everything of value. So he leaves the blinds open. Oh, yeah. The robber's literally... Oh, and the window was unlocked. So they raised the window, kicked open the screen, walked in, stole all the shit. The only reason they didn't go into my brother's room, which they could have, because it was linked with the bathroom, without going into the hallway, is because his door was shut. So they had no guarantee that he was in there. But if they were smarter... They would have heard that all of us are in the fucking hallway. I mean, not the hallway, in the living room. Fucking around. They could have stolen all our shit. Of course, it would have taken more time. They might have gotten caught. So they opted for the bada-beam, bada-boom, in and out. Let's just rob Luis's shit. And I was the only smart one who had a lock on their door. But the lock was only on the hallway door to my bedroom. The bathroom door had no lock. So if they really wanted to, they could have gone into Enrique's room, peeked into the hallway, gone over to Kyle's room, and then come into my room from the hallway. For, I mean, for the, I'm sorry, the bathroom connector on each side. Yeah. But again, when that happened, I chuckled a little bit, and I said, Luis, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I mean, why on earth would you leave your fucking window open? And on top of that, great, you leave your window open. I would have never lined up my stuff and my desk to face the fucking window. Like, literally, not even, f- it's like pe- direct line to the window. Like, your desk is facing the wall, you look right, the window's there. Oh, you leave your window open, yeah, you see everything. And this shit got stolen. Same scenario as right now. You know, Kevin, I can't feel bad for you. Sorry, no empathy whatsoever, because you're a dick. You're doing shady shit at work, and you you have a fucking dumbass roommate that you picked, and you have no renters insurance. And I'm sorry, negotiators, but in both your cases, it's karma. Because the other one, the new negotiator, I flat out, you told me to my face, flat out, that you will not become... Kevin like you know what you will not turn into the other negotiator and not only are you fucking him but you are basically little by little turning into him yeah you do some things your own way but at the end of the day you do a lot of things that he does too and you listen to him as if like he's the almighty all knowing personal injury guy and it's been your ass twice yet you still listen to him so no I'm sorry, I'm not empathetic. It's karma. But well, on the topic, if you are to get, if you are in these scenarios, you have an idiot roommate and you picked, get renters insurance. Get good car insurance, make sure you're covered. And if you want to save money, give my man Rainbow a call. 614-595-2934. He works for American National. Use promo code MEGSC. Get a discount on your car insurance bundle. Get an umbrella. Make sure you have full UM coverage. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Get insured, people. Don't be idiots. And this is not the first time where I don't show empathy. Like, Like, again, if it's undeserving and it's... A direct result of you being a moron and not taking care of what you're supposed to take care of, like a responsible, non-idiotic human being. I'm not gonna feel empathetic. No, I'm sorry. I used to always get on uh, players' cases, especially back in my soccer days, or even, or even you know, the past couple of years with uh, Australian football. You show up to a game hungover, and you know you throw up during the game. I'm not going to feel empathy at all. No. You're the one that decided to go drink. out drinking until 2 in the morning before a soccer game. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know who you are. On top of that, you get concussed during a game, but you never come to practice, and you're completely out of shape, and you also like to go out drinking, and you weren't paid attention, and somebody way in better shape than you may have grazed your head yeah, no, I'm sorry but I'm not sorry like when I go to nationals here in a couple weeks if I get concussed don't feel bad for me because the likelihood of me getting concussed by a better player is high, especially since I've rarely gone to practice actually, I don't think I've gone to practice once this year Because at the end of the day, I got to protect the moneymaker and history. So, so be it. Plus, you go either way, whether you go to practice or not, as long as you got the points. And shit, don't really matter at the end of the day. And, And the same thing goes with my clients. I mean, I will never, I never at work put up a fake front and... Give condolences to my clients where they're literally driving without car insurance or health insurance and they're complaining they got bills to go to collections because they're, you know, we're waiting to settle. Well, guess what? You'll have health insurance to run these bills through, moron. Oh, you, you want a rental car? You have car insurance. I literally had a new client tell me that they still owe money on their car so they wanted they wanted the at fault insurance to pay for the money they still owe on the car. No. That's an agreement between you and the financial institution. Yeah, it sucks. I had to do it. You're making two car payments, you only have one car. Yeah, it sucks. Get gap insurance. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Especially since I've gone through that. Like no. And then I and then you complain. That your settlement offer is not high, but yet you decided to not go anywhere but the massage parlor you like to go to. No, again, sorry, not sorry. If you want a good massage, I can refer you to hand and still massage. I mean, proud sponsor of the Mix of My Manners podcast. Use my promo code Mexi, save money. I go to one in Dublin, but there's all around Columbus. Anywhere you can use the promo code and get a discount on your sweetest massage, or your membership. That I can refer you to, yes. But I can guarantee you that in any case, and either one of them, they won't have records for you. And also, if that's the only place you went to for your personal injury case, your offer is going to suck. I can guarantee you that, promo code or no promo code. But, Hannibal Massage is an official sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. Just throwing out there. But, again, you got to go to the ER, get checked out. Like, shit, if I was in a car accident and it was like a... You could tell. I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't understand how these clients can't tell. You could tell if you get rear-ended at high speed or not, okay? Airbags tend to deploy. If they don't, well, the impact might end up in the heart. We have another rod, It's a former client. I didn't initially have the case. But I did the demand, and he was completely fine once he was done with the chiropractor. Primary care doctor said he was in pristine condition. Oh, but now he wants to include a surgery he might have this year with regards to his accident? No, motherfucker. One, you didn't treat for six months. Two, the record said you had DDD. That's degenerative disc disorder. And chronic pain syndrome. Yeah, that means you're getting old, especially at age 57, motherfucker. No, that is not included. That's not even related. And the thing is, I got to do everybody's job for them. Because part of negotiating is negotiating with the client to make sure they understand, hey, don't be a jack wagon. This is your offer. This is without including bullshit. It is not my job as the lead case manager to go back there and negotiate for you. Oh, they will take the offer? And guess what? Send it to lit. But that's because the idiot is a jack wagon, and whoever had the case initially never told him, oh, yeah, make sure. You know, you can't use your pre-existing conditions. Oh, well, my bank never heard before the accident. Great. But that doesn't mean people don't get old. You were hit by a car who was going 50 miles an hour. You were going 20. The adjusters are already not considering half your shit, and you would include more shit that's not related. No. Sorry, but not sorry. You having DDD and needing surgery, I am not going to feel empathetic towards that. That is not happening. So to sum up, if you want me to feel empathy, ladies and gentlemen... Please make sure, A, I know you, and B, you actually have something that went wrong that may have not been a cause or direct correlation to any one of your decisions. So I ask, aside from that, we're square. People that know me know, you will get empathy. No, not by a long shot, unless it's legit. So on that note, we end this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed my little explanation on empathy and how it works when it comes to yours truly. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on of Mexican Mind Matters on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, whatever have you. Send your texts, emails, comments, concerns, questions, whatever you want. And as always, remember that where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time.